Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2022. Really excited today to kick this off. We have our regular podcast, which is e-commerce on fire. And this year, we're going to do our Marketers Masterminds edition. And to kick things off, we've got Jeremy Epson back again. Jeremy is a 13-year-old grizzly veteran of the CRO experimentation world. And we've got two really great topics today that we want to go deep into. It's going to be a harder than ever year, I think, to grow in e-commerce and even survive for a lot of companies. And these are two big topics that have been on a lot of people's lips, heavily requested, and I think are going to provide a lot of value for brands just looking to grow and build the business this year. So, Jeremy, welcome. How was your Christmas, New Year? Everything good? Yeah, everything's great. Yeah, glad to be back. Uh, glad to be kicking off the new year with uh, some controversial topics. <laughs> controversial, yeah. This is then the reason we want to do this is because there is a lot of echo chamberish advice like floating around the ecosystem, and I think yeah. people are a little bit sick and tired of the same things being regurgitated. And I'm really looking forward to hearing. Um, your background, expertise in these subjects. So let's get straight into them. First topic we're going to talk about is branding being an inferior way to grow versus data-driven testing. Do you want to just set the frame on why you're passionate about this and why you want to yeah. talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's these two schools of thought. There's the old school and there's the new school. And we're migrating in the right direction as an industry but like here's what i have seen and this isn't coming from anecdotal like guessing on my part it's literally we've done CRO maturity assessments for over 250 businesses now so we've got to peek behind the curtain of what people are actually doing and when we see like brand strategies pulled together or like brand-based customer personas um typically there's two ways that these are constructed like brainstorming or like anecdotal, like one-off data. It's not approached with like a methodology. It's not approached with like a number of different customer research methods that are packaged together to get that 360 understanding of, uh, of customers. So what we have seen is this, if you guess, these are the real data from hundreds of businesses like collated and analyzed. So if you're guessing with your marketing, if you're like trying to put creative or um, ad copy or value propositions or whatever it is you're trying to test, um, if you're guessing, there's a 12% chance that you're going to hit the mark and you're going to get a stat sig lift. If you take a data-driven approach, which means you pull data points together from different marketing customer research methods, um, you can bump that up to 24%. So a lot of agencies are going to take a more data-driven approach. They're going to have a higher hit rate on that. Um, for over three years, we calculated what our um, approach basically clocked in at. And because it's not only data-driven and one-off research methods, but because it's a comprehensive system for how we make customer-focused and data-driven decisions, we were at a 30%, 37% validated win rate. So you can see the level of sophistication as it ticks up and you get further from guessing and closer to making data-driven decisions across the board, you're increasing the rate at which you're increasing your conversions and revenue. So just to um, clarify the context behind branding here, You've touched on customer personas. Are we just going to say that's bullshit straight off the mark? We never <laughs> customer personas again. Let's start 2022 right. Yeah, I'm going to take a hard stance against um, brand-based customer personas. 
So custom personas, absolute nonsense. Just disregard them. We're not. <laughs> well, okay. So there, but I don't want to say that and then leave anybody who's listening empty-handed. So yeah. like, let's let's say there's two different ways we approach this. One is we could create a persona, and let's say that persona is you know whatever, like Rick from New York or London or wherever. Like most of the information that's tied to personas isn't actionable. It's not something that you could segment based on or like attributes that are valuable to optimize against. So like you can take a persona based approach. What we actually do um, is a phase, like a customer journey phase approach. So instead of trying to figure out like that Rick has these seven attributes that don't matter, that you're not going to use for targeting, that you're not going to use for segmentation or coming up with like testing ideas and email channels, like on site, we're actually looking at phases. So one phase is, the landing experience, no matter what channel they're coming from, they're going to land on the site, right? So we can optimize that phase of that experience. Um, so it's much more strategic, technical, tactical to focus on like how we optimizing these phases, like cart abandonment is a phase, right? It's a part of the journey where they've shown intent, but they've still abandoned without purchasing. So like, let's optimize that phase versus trying to like squeeze together this like brand based persona. So it's like two different radically different approaches. And what I've found to be true is it's way easier for the real life marketer who's in the trenches on a day-to-day -day basis to think of it in this like customer journey phase approach because it simplifies it down to like, here are a couple touch points. Let's try to optimize each of those instead of trying to pull together these like complex personas. Got it. Makes perfect sense. So let's say if you're a new brand and you are making these sweeping judgments, say you hire like a branding agency. And typically I think this is where a lot of these custom personas stem from. You yeah. hire like a branding agency, they make really beautiful creatives for you. And then maybe they say, and these are your customers, by the way, Janet who lives in Ireland and, you know, brushes her teeth and then blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> that's just funny to think about it. But say you don't have like, a lot of data coming through to the business and you want to understand your customers are you recommending to just focus on like iterating on the customer journey so like pre-purchase post-purchase experience churn as opposed to trying to find out like individual characteristics about the customers at different points are you just saying like that's a completely better approach or am i misinterpreting the point you're making no, you're, you're definitely interpreting it correctly. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, we've proven that. And yeah. the proof is in like the results that we see from the two different approaches. So like, if we're going to be data driven, like how are we going to apply these insights, right? Like, what are you actually going to test? If you're, I always jokingly say a real life marketer, if you're somebody who's actually doing this on a database basis and you have to, you're on the hook for results, then would you rather optimize the experience over like purchase like card abandonment, like landing experience, you know, product page, like description, things like that. Those are real things that you can optimize. You can take insights and tie that to like, here's what we're going to test versus like a persona. Like, what do you do with it? You know, got it. Like, Make they perfect. get shelved. They get shelved. Like you pay a branding agency 50 grand and they come up with a bunch of fancy stuff and then nobody ever uses it. So like, not only is it from a methodology perspective, the wrong way to approach things, but then it doesn't get activated and you don't make money with research. You make money with test results, like yeah. driving real performance. So 
a hey, fifty grand to make up some customer personas. Sounds like <laughs> business, both of us. I mean, I've seen price tags bigger, like, <laughs> well, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. That's a, what's that? Especially in, in your part of the world, in sort of San Francisco, California, I think you can charge whatever you want. There's so much money over there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The VC money comes through, and it just gets thrown around everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so an actionable takeaway before we move on to the next one is focus on optimizing the customer journey as opposed to holistic, fluffy customer personas. Would that be true? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this leads us nicely onto the second topic. Marketing teams are universally guessing with our budgets. This is a very big issue because... Everyone knows CAC's going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, data's out there. It's going to be harder than ever to profitably acquire new customers. And if we're saying that customer personas are fluffy, then I'm guessing a lot of ad agencies as well will be thinking, okay, so how do we target an audience if we don't have these customer personas or theoretical images of what the customer is like, what they want, or creatives to apply to them. So do you want to set the frame on this topic, why you are passionate about it? And then what? how can we fill that gap if there is like a missing element of what does the customer actually like? What do they care about? How do we iterate to finding like a more efficient use of our budget? Yeah, absolutely. So let's look at like, if there's a pie chart of 100% of a marketer's time, then like our observations, again, from like dealing with thousands and thousands of marketers is like almost zero time is spent on customer research because it's not in the job description. You can look at hundreds of job descriptions of like, whether it's search, social marketers, email marketers, um, there's nothing in those job descriptions that says you should be doing customer interviews or you should be collecting customer data. Like there's quantitative data that exists based on segments, based on like uh, testing ad copy and creative and stuff like that. But like almost no time is allocated to like what's actually going to help drive better performance. So it's interesting. Like I can't say nothing, (laughs) but it's, it's definitely like the pie chart is very small for that. Right. It's like almost none of what those responsibilities are. So because the responsibilities are like managing ad budgets, managing bids, keeping CPAs within a target range that's like scalable, but you know, also drives revenue. Like those are the things that are typically targeted. And maybe there's a little bit of like copywriting, a little bit of design. Like some of those things are like tested sometimes. Sometimes they're just pushed live, you know, and they just exist, you know? <laughs> so the the difference is like, we can say guessing is bad, but until there's a technical tactical approach of like, what do you do? Yep. Then like we break it down by like research methods. So if you want to get better insights on, who a customer is like, yes, from a quantitative perspective, you can like look at analytics data or you can look in like ad platforms from a qualitative perspective. That's what's usually missing the qualitative why aspect. So like what we want to know is why does someone buy and why do they not buy? And those are things that we can get at with like real discrete answers. So if we know like from chat transcripts, somebody's on your website, they, you know, they get frustrated because they don't have a certain product detail or spec or they have a question or they have an objection. They, they're going to go to the chat and they're going to be like, hey, I'm having a problem with this. Help me. 
Well, yeah. if we look across enough chat transcripts, we can literally find it's like, it's all the same objections. It's all the same questions. It's like top three to five questions, top three to five objections, but we're not scraping any of that data. So like that already exists, that data exists. You can go look at it. You don't even have to do anything crazy formal with it. You just go and look and you're gonna see the patterns of like, here's all the same questions that are asked over and over and over again. We'll just take that information. Literally, you can scrape the actual voice of customer samples and bam, just throw that on a product page, right at point of source where they're struggling, right? So yeah. that's like, it's free. The data already exists. And this is a big problem with my big problem, my like passion for why customer data should be used is like most of it's free and it already exists. We're just not doing anything with it. We're not going and finding it and then applying it anyway. So like that's one example. Like you can look at reviews and find out what the top product features are because everybody's going to be raving about it. I love this thing. I love X, Y, or Z, right? And then you take that and you apply it to ad creative email creative, on-site testing. So I would say the biggest thing is you don't have to guess. It's a tiny bit of like really simple, straightforward work to go grab some of the existing customer data. You don't have to be a researcher. You don't have to be customer journey mapping for the last 15 years. Like none of that's required. It's literally just go and take the insights you have and you're going to increase the sophistication and increase the results that you're getting. Sounds like this is almost an onboarding issue for ads agencies, like they're just diving straight in, maybe because they want to hit the ground running, maybe just bad habits rather than, like you said, going into the chat transcripts. Is there any other channels that they can go into harvest these insights? Because as we all know, you know, it's very specialized industry carrying out research and implementing it. So where else can you harvest these insights before you set up creative strats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's there's two different there's two different ways to think about this. There's like in-house teams and there's agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, agencies are not in the business of like doing customer research work. And I don't know that even with all the changes that happened in 2021 that like basically put customers in a vacuum. Like, I I still don't know that that's going to be like an offering that comes through the agency side. I'm not really speaking to agencies as much as I am like people who are on in-house teams. The fact that like they are more responsible and have more autonomy to be able to make some of these decisions where agencies are like, here's the seven lines in our SOW with you. That's what we're going to do for you because that's what you're paying us to do. They're not going to throw in extra stuff. Right. So it's just like, I don't have any faith that that's going to change on like short timelines because um, it's not what agencies are being asked and they're not going to give customers some like clients, something they're not asking for, right. They're not going to like shove it down their throat. So like mostly this is about like the teams that are supplementing agencies or the teams that work in house, um, they have access and like autonomy to like go grabbing this customer data. Right. So it's, it's just a matter of like the willingness to do it because it's not even an ability problem. It's like a willingness problem. Um, some of the other things that you can do that are like free or like we use Hotjar a lot or just any of the, any of the tools where we can use session recordings to see when somebody lands on a product page, when somebody's working through a checkout flow, what are the things are getting stuck on? It's very apparent. You don't have to be an expert to literally see what's going wrong. Like it's either they can't find information or if they don't see the thing that they need to be doing or that there's like too many things that are distraction. So it's, it's just a matter of, like I said, going in and doing even a small amount, like a low level of effort, like 
kind of approach to this just to get better insights than what we have now. I think email as well can be a really powerful channel to this because, and this is actually something um, I've also thought about integrating into more onboarding when we take a new brand on to just send out a couple of campaigns and survey the customers and find out more about why they bought, uh, what might have put them off. Just very, very, I spoke to you about this, like generic questions. Yeah. Will yeah. Allow us not to guess and create like more of a holistic strategy. And I think there's definitely going to have to be more to use the word synergy and cooperation between like the ads team, email, CRO, because all these teams can end up fragmented. And I know agencies, like you said, are worried about scope creep. Um, but to get the best results, sometimes we have to speak to each other and collaborate. And I think, yeah. you know, we owe it to the brand. So we've got to absorb that into our pricing somehow, in my opinion, to get the best results for the brand. And and the, the thing that needs to change is like you can you can, you know, lean on agencies to like talk to each other. But really, my perspective on this, whether it's right or wrong, is. The CMO owns the customer. They own the customer data. They're supposed to be a hub of insights for the entire business. And they're supposed to lead change around being customer focused. Like that's the one critical role that can do that more so than any other role in the business. So like that's the tipping point, right? Is like there has to be an internal hub of insights where you're collating the data from like here's insights from search on what content works and what content doesn't work. That's just as important. A lot of people don't think about that. They're like, what works? But creating a checklist of what doesn't work is just as important. Yeah. Because like you said before, it's an iterative process, right? So if most of our tests are going to underperform or they're not going to drive like a static lift in conversion rates, we at least need to be building the checklist of like, what are the things that don't work because we can hone in on those. Right. And those are the insights that don't get passed between agencies. Like your test results that you have for like segmenting um, customers with email or your insights you get from like sending an email survey, those aren't getting surfaced across like yeah. all the agencies, right? So like, that's the critical point. That's like the the failure point that I see is like, there is no hub of insights and it's pretty easy to pull that together. And even if you're a CMO, you can, you can nudge agencies to be like, hey, here's my QBR deck with all the insights. Like here's all our test results consolidated into one deck and you're sharing those across teams, like it makes it easier. You don't even have to do the work. <laughs> you can make the yeah. agencies do it for you. Yeah. So um, I think, I think again, that's, that's really the tipping point is like, can we get the head of marketing to become that hub of insights and to like own the, the customer research process, even if that's happening across different agencies? I 100% agree with you. I think... <laughs> One of the funny things I've noticed, and it's actually quite sad, I made a post about this today, is that most of the brands I've worked with, actually, the, the CMO doesn't know. They really, A lot of them really don't actually just don't yeah. know. They, they, will, they will give you like a sheet with, um, you know, customer personas on them, or um, they'll go, this. they will give you an interpretation of what the customer cares about, but it's not actually backed up and validated by any type of data or research. And, I think I don't know what the solution is going forward. <laughs> Hi, you guys, but that definitely, um, I think this is like a big gap for agencies is that they don't get those insights during the onboarding or they're not sufficiently yeah. um, backed up and validated, validated by data. So they do end up 
having to fill that hole by doing their own testing. And as you said, like that can bleed ads budgets or budgets from any type of project. Yeah, I think so. I ask everyone directly this question, whether it's like a networking call or like I'm onboarding a new client or like whether we're doing one of our CRO maturity assessments, like one of the fundamental questions is why do your customers buy from you? Mm -hmm. And typically there's a couple buckets that all the responses fit into. And it's funny at this point, like I literally laugh sometimes because <laughs> it's like, I don't know, which is a horrible answer. Or it's here's our here. Let me pass through the branding deck with the persona stuff in it that we've never tested. Or it's like some kind of weird slogan type thing, you know, like it's like a canned response that it's just been like said so many times that, you know, it just gets like proliferated and whether it's true or not doesn't matter, but it's like, here's what we think is our value proposition. And as we yeah. tested or had research applied to it. So, um, if, if you're going to spend like even small companies, if you're going to even spend like 10,000 or like 20,000 a month on advertising, um, you know, if, if you can't answer that question effectively, then like there's a 100% chance of having ad budget being wasted. Yeah. Right. There's a hundred percent chance like you're wasting ad budget. So like, and if that, as that number goes up into like hundreds of thousands per month and like ad spend, now you're really, <laughs> you're really racking it up. So, um, yeah, like it's funny to me that like you can spend a hundred thousand dollars a month on like paid search and not have the answer to that question and not allocate any of those resources or time to finding out that question because it like dramatically improves your, your growth rate. Ouch, it's it's brutal, brutal listening to it. <laughs> and it's, it's true. And and I've spoke to a few people about this. I think a lot of brands just really don't understand how much money they're losing because they've been on this trajectory for so long of being reliant on ads. And because I think they were cheap enough to justify the cost and they were still profitable, it was a case of ah. Well, you know, we're making money, just carry on. But I think now what's happened is people are being squeezed where they're having to ask really difficult questions and scrutinize yeah. rightly so the money that they're spending. And ultimately, I think it's, it's going to take some collaboration. And like you said, a lot more of a data-driven, iterative approach to figuring out these problems. But I want to leave people with some um, practical, actionable solutions. So are we going to say before you start to invest in ad budgets, deep dive into the chat transcripts with customer support, scour the reviews, speak to the CMO, and then also keep a list of what doesn't work as well. Would you say that's an accurate summary? Yeah, that's, I mean, those, I just like cherry picked like random research methods. Yeah. I mean, there's dozens of things you can do, like, and I have the whole list of them, but I mean, those are things that are like easy to do or even like interviewing um, like salespeople are different, like customer service people, like internally, because they just hear the same things over and over again, right? Like even, you know, running polls about, you know, why are people returning a product? Because that a lot of times can be prevented, right? So it's just like any data source. But yeah, it's the easiest thing to do is go leverage the data you have now and use it to make different decisions. That's, right. that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, mates, thank you very much for your time and your insights. What's your take-home message for e-commerce brands this year to be successful? Oh, man. Uh, 
it's 250 pages in a book <laughs> of how to do things differently, but <laughs> it's not out yet. So uh, <laughs> it's coming soon. But I would say, um, yeah, the, the biggest thing is just leveraging customer data. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. It totally transforms the way that you market to your customers. And it used to be luxury and now it's table stakes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you can get on that bandwagon or, you know, or like potentially business is going to fail because <laughs> yeah. it's a different world now than it was five, 10 years ago. So um, it's just critical. And I'm glad that there's some kind of external pressure forcing this like in the right direction now, you know, so now it's a matter of like, you know, if the willingness is there because it's necessary, then it's a matter of just educating people on like, the technical tactical things that they can do to like really be customer focused and data driven. Absolutely. And if anyone wants to implement those tactical strategy related things, they've got a hire your company. That's just the way. <laughs> yeah, they can, or they can just read all the stuff. I've explained it all <laughs> like openly. So <laughs> cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you very much for your time. If anyone else has any questions, please feel free to post them in the comments. But if not, uh, we're going to end things here and I will speak to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Talk soon.